International. Hey, this is Rob Gagnon. I'm sitting in on Leading the Blind with Ariel Norman and Brett Verbort. Uh, uh, today, I'm going to be talking about hosting and producing uh, shows, uh, how I've had success with that, but also messed it up and how you can uh, have success and avoid some of those mistakes. Uh, I am the host of, uh, first and foremost, Sandbox Experimental Comedy Show every Tuesday at 616 Salaga, Ajax Comedy Hour at Spider House, Stone for Stone for Sober at 616 Salaga, and Laugh Darn at the Kids Game Show um, over at Maryland Farm. Uh, so let's get into it, folks. Oof. The rest of us. Well, you know, hey, man. That's what this podcast He bought me furniture. I feel like that's kind of a yeah. Furniture's a long-term gift. That's really. Well, it depends. Is it Ikea furniture? No, it oh. was Crate and Bear. What? Whoa. You are getting married. You bring that furniture around with your life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, life. Are you taken? Uh, do you see the bed frame? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, let's... I don't know if you can value with me there. Cool. Happy Sunday, oh, everyone. Happy Sunday. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Lord's mm. Day. How, how have y'all started your day? <laughs> I did some dishes and had my little smoothie. Oof. And then... You are married. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then what, else, what did we do? Oh, we went to Toy Joy to get some prizes for the Rascal Pack. And then we got Tyson's Tacos. Nice. Do and they know uh, you over at Toy Joy now? No. I'm, they're like, I don't, hey, you're regular? We got like some new source, stuff in for you, Rob. I like to source from different places, especially because most of the toys, they're like, I try not to spend more than like three or four bucks per thing because it's just my own money. Yeah. And sometimes people are like, they just leave it on their chair. And I'm like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> like, mm. I appreciate this. But that means you can price. use it for the next one. No, because the people that come every week, they know we just saw that one. I can't do that to them. So. Oh, shit. So you what, could uh, donate it somewhere. There's got to be some kind of like... I just leave it at the front desk and some, mm. it finds a home. That I was going to say, yeah. you could give it to me. I'll just recycle it for my prize basket. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. That's we can, true. We can no trade. one has to know. It'll be like a collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've picked up random stuff from the, the space formerly known as the New Movement before that was just like clearly abandoned. Like a... It's probably from your shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, very like it was like a Russian roulette, like a dollar store version of a Russian yep. roulette thing. Yep, that was not Russian gun. roulette. Sorry, a roulette. Uh, a roulette. Not, not, <laughs> there was just a yeah. gun. Yeah, you know, I knew exactly what <laughs> yeah, you meant. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> I mean, I played Russian roulette with it with my friends, and I won. So, <laughs> oh man, that, yeah, that is a that is a fun uh, fun little thing. I mean, I don't expect you to keep it, but yeah. at least humor me and leave the yeah. theater with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just find it littered on the ground on Sixth yeah. Street later. Um, no, but thanks. That was a fun prize to give away at my show. I'm so. glad you liked it. Um, what is what? What's the what are you calling Rascal Pack? 
Rascal Pack prize. Uh, so every week on Sandbox, we give away a single Rascal Pack prize. But I get two of them because I like people to decide which one they want and tell me why. Mm-hmm. And then I try to. Then I have everyone else grovel over who deserves the one that didn't get picked. And I, I'll be like, I'll give it to anybody. But like, does anybody have a reason? Like, mm-hmm. just yesterday, something, something. But no one's as hippy dippy as I am. So it's like, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I guess. And I'm like, ah, oh, fine. Here you go. I huck it at him. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Well, that's, that's you know, that's a great segue because we wanted to talk to you about um, how you host uh, shows. Um, you're a great host. Thank so you. So let's just get into it. You, I mean, first of all, why don't you tell us a few things that you think makes a great host of a comedy show? I will. And I, I also, uh, you know, you got a disclaimer anytime you say anything about yourself. Uh, so I want to get up up top. I've done a lot of bad hosting mm-hmm. in my life. And that's part of how I know what good, better hosting is like. And better hosting feels very similar, I think, to like having a good set or something. Like mm-hmm. while you're up there, positive things are happening for the crowd in the show. And the rest of it is just like details. But uh, I think if you're keeping things positive and going and, and keeping the performers like uh, like ready and good to go and being respectful, like all that little stuff, like remembering p- how to pronounce people's names and what intro they want and everything, like that's important and that matters to people. But I think if I were an objective comic, I would rather somebody screw up my plug, but the audience is fucking hot and ready right. and good to go. Um, and so I think think it's you you know you just got to know yourself and be like if you have to bring up a piece of paper and write stuff down like just do that and if that frees you up to do an awesome hosting job then that's great um i think a lot of it is about confidence Mm -hmm. even if like part of your persona is like to be not a high energy overly confident kind of person like just knowing like believing in yourself at your core (laughs) yeah (laughs) is that how i feel before i do a show i don't think that's true uh i am enough maybe just like committing to I guess like that sort of host character mm-hmm. of just like really letting the audience know, hey, you're in safe hands. Like yeah. I can take it from here. I, well, go ahead. Well, th- I just think that's an interesting dynamic because I always think like when I'm hosting, oh, let me. I have to be bubblier, very high energy, very like, hey guys, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. and I that does not come naturally to me. I got fired from CC's when I was a 16 year old because I wasn't bubbly <laughs> enough um, to be like, hi, welcome to CC, all that kind of. I was more like, hey, welcome to CC's. You know, I, that's I'll, not I'll, enough. I'm, 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 I feel yeah. like if I'm at a CC's and someone's bubbly to my face, I'm like, I, I don't know. I already have. A, shame for being here and are, y'all being, right. are y'all being held up and you're trying to tell me something is this like a Morse code <laughs> winking scenario yeah, yeah. like what's happening our manager is a nightmare um, no yeah that's the thing I don't think it helps I don't think it drums them up any business I always wanted to be like I think it's because it, well, it used to be like two ninety nine for the buffet if y'all remember oh, it's like I'm pretty sure Simpler it's the times. $3 pizza buffet yeah. that they're in here for not for 16 year olds to be you know saccharine <laughs> cheerful like, I just want someone to Awful. ask me about my day that's like, we didn't even ask we just said hi welcome to CZ's bye see you next you know yeah. thanks for coming oh boy um, but yeah so so as a host you wanna what you just said was like to be confident which isn't necessarily bubbly and loud and I've seen people host in ways where they're not necessarily bubbly and um, and it yeah. can work like so what do you, what do you think is the key there uh, uh, so here's my big uh thought on hosting and um it's also a good thing for to keep in mind when you're doing stand-up uh 
do you need to hold a mirror up to the audience for a moment? So a glass drops in the back and you're in the three quarters of the way through your joke. You're in some of the meaty parts. You're getting towards the end. You're paced out. You're, you're building up and a glass drops in the back and you kind of, you have to kind of be able to sense is the audience with me? Are we going through that together? Or did they see my eyes dart? And I gave something away. I have to hold a mirror up to the audience and go, we all know that. Mm -hmm. And now we're going back. So like, this past Tuesday, since um, uh, we're kind of like rebranding the theater and changing ownership and doing things and figuring th some things out, so um, uh, advertising's been a little bit uh, lower, the push for that. And so we had, I don't know, 10 people in the crowd, a few regulars, but then we had probably like a third of them weren't regulars, probably a little more than 10, but it was a third of them weren't regulars. And they're kind of like little couples scattered throughout the audience. And I'm very positive and all that kind of stuff, but I also have some aggression at the beginning of Sandbox. Like I always throw candy at the crowd, but not like, yay. I mm -hmm. like, I throw candy and they go, that's right, motherfuckers. We'll throw fucking candy at you. So you better pay attention. <laughs> and so I'm sending these mixed messages and it's yeah. kind of setting up the experimental aspect. Like if this is a traditional show, I don't know if that would work. But last week I went out and it was kind of, uh, it felt sparse and it felt like, Sometimes I'll see people um, judge, like they think they're ahead of me. And I'm like, no, I'm ahead of you. You're mm -hmm. here to see, this sounds very arrogant, but like in my head I'll go like, no, no, no. I know there's not a lot of people here, but I'm, but you should see this and you're mm -hmm. gonna. And so I went out and I was like, oh, there's not as many people here to see the show with me as I want there to be. <laughs> I'm gonna like it. I don't know. I hope we like it. Well, what if we didn't like it? I don't know. And just kind of like berating them a little bit. Yeah. And then like I turned cheerful and then we kind of are hosting the show and it like all worked out, but like. I kind of felt like I needed to hold the mirror up for a moment and go like, hey, let's address, I, this. Let's address this. I think I've seen you do that even when you're not hosting and mm -hmm. a show is like going a little weird. I can remember some specifics I won't bring up, but I've, <laughs> I've definitely seen Ariel do that where you're kind of like, let's 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 set this tone right now because right. this is unacceptable at the moment <laughs> yeah i mean and it's it's such a like tightrope walking kind of thing because you can make it worse mm -hmm. if you blame the audience too much or anything but i definitely learned that from watching other comics who it's like there's so many comics who will get up there, especially if they're scripted and they're just barreling through their routine and it's yep. so awkward because it's like this is clearly not fun for anyone and like but if we can just talk about it talk about all of the elephants in the room mm. then it makes the audience much more comfortable to be yeah. like hey yeah we're just gonna like have a more intimate show tonight because you'll get that first laugh that's like that relief laugh you're like this joke yeah. isn't really landing with you and they're like haha yeah okay. thank you for saying it yeah. like thanks for recognizing yeah. how we feel and in your head you're going well i've gone up towards the end of a show and yeah. had a good crowd and they fucking eat that shit up but yeah. this is early like but you don't want you can't like break the whole thing down right. for them but in specific I promise you guys these jokes are good <laughs> exactly. it's just you're not that's never, good that's yeah. never a good idea but like I don't know something about last week I was just like ah, I don't uh, we're not gonna start by dancing we're all gonna like come together and, and it'll be nice we'll and I'll just up. be silly um but point, but like have a, a pointed point to make to them, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that show was like flipping wonderful, man. Like I really ended up having a lot of fun, and it was just like uh, any old sandbox. And I usually don't start that way, but um, yeah, sometimes you have to kind of just show the audience, like call the elephant out, like you were saying. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things you can do because someone people will. 
like even if there's just an object to the side of the stage or like something's dang like it looks like a cup's gonna fall off the edge of the piano or something like people mm-hmm. will be focused on that stuff for a while yeah. if you can pick up on what's distracting people it lets you kind of do your work uh in a way and that's as much a hosting as stand-up thing i guess yeah that's true yeah it applies to everything well and another thing that i'll do because i'm not you know normally bubbly is sometimes the inner the crowd just has the energy already and it's easy for me like hey guys welcome again and i can do just enough and they'll get there and then other times they just they don't know all the cues of when they should cheer and be energetic and stuff and so i i have to get i have to tell them to do it Mm. but sometimes i'm like okay guys i really don't like hosting (laughs) and i'm not really bubbly of a person but you know what this guy you know you you guys like me and you like the show so just give sound really sound like a million people and i'll just like i'll just tell them that and i've done that a handful of times and it works pretty well kind of say doesn't that work people appreciate the honesty yeah uh, that's what people like in stand-up and, and everything. Like uh, Hosting feels different when we make it different, and you yeah. can make it different a good way or a bad way. Um, yeah, it, it, especially when it comes to producing, like show any show that has any kind of a, an extra bent to it, like, okay, there's your hosting. You're, mm-hmm. uh, you're hosting Naughty Bits. We're going to talk about sex stuff up top. You're talking about Stone Drunk Sober. Well, let's find out who's rooting for which team. Let's talk about right. the dynamics of each different team. Um, something where it's just like a showcase, that can be a little trickier, especially when it's like, well, we've begun the jokes, right. and now this person is warming us up, and the jokes have begun, and like that's a sticky transition. I don't know how many tips i have for that other than like don't let them see you (laughs) don't let them see you start it like have some quick work you can transition with but um that's always a weird move and it's that first laugh thing you're talking about um but boy that first laugh feels good Mm -hmm. yeah uh especially like when you have an audience that's like i feel like sometimes you'll get an audience that's reluctant to laugh like you can tell that they're having a good time Mm. but you're not able to get those like verbal cues from them yeah is do you have anything that you like to do or any like methodologies you've developed to kind of like get people to come out of their shell a little bit invite them into your world i mean i have some we i have some weird stuff that i've done uh so i don't know how useful this is to other people but like uh just as far as eliminating limited thinking let's uh talk about this thing i used to do sometimes (laughs) which is um and this isn't even funny. This is just like, uh, if I'm hosting a charity event, a lot of times I'll do something like this. Um, oh, by the way, like non-charity, like charity events that are not supposed to be funny, some of the most enjoyable hosting things. You're, it's so easy. <laughs> yeah, and like point. just being personable is like, this guy's hilarious. Like, no, I'm just being cordial and mm-hmm. energetic. <laughs> and they're like, ha ha ha. It's bizarre. But yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, so, but if I'm doing something like that and it's like, it's not like in an office building with the lights on and you've got a microphone or podium, it's more like, um, uh, like this is a fundraising standup show. Um, and you're talking for a while, you're going between comedic things and fundraising things. At the beginning of the night, I like to tell everybody how it's scientifically proven that, uh, harmonizing and, uh, singing in unison is like, uh, uh, it, it brings people 
closer together on a chemical level and kind of connects that group in that immediate vicinity on some level. Eh, there's science behind this and who knows? Sure. I don't know. Neil deGrasse Tyson would have a problem with this. <laughs> it's oxytocin uh, or something. It's I'm sure. Oxytocin. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of letters. So, <laughs> they, uh, so I, would, I would tell him that and then I would go, we're all going to sing for a minute. We're just going to have a minute on the clock in our heads and we're going to sing easy like a Sunday morning, just the <laughs> chorus. And we would go, because I'm easy. Well, the crowds usually join you, and the, and and then I go like, and I make it very clear as like, you don't have to sing. This is not a thing. There's no pressure. No one's gonna make fun of you. I'm not gonna make fun of you. There's yeah. nothing funny that's gonna happen here. Um, but then, just like my fucking preschool students why put a fucking right next to those poor preschools just like my fucking preschool students um you go, you start going yes yes sir yes and then like somebody else and then you go yeah oh yes yep yep and then uh you start building the song up again and then you kind of take it down nicely but all at the same time and then like a minute's up and then like something's shift that's shifted. interesting it's just, do you have, now would I do that if Seinfeld is in the back watching me like, oh, right. this is your stand-up comedian? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But like, if I want to serve the show, I'll do that. Because yeah. you're getting them out of their head. Yeah. You have to. It's almost like an improv warm-up to the crowd. Yeah, which I hate it's okay doing improv. To That's why I left improv. <laughs> right, but it's just for the warm-ups. The, I love the improv, but the warm-ups, oh, no, thank brutal. you. Yeah, let's all be doing chicken dances in the middle of a circle <laughs> until guess. we get tapped out. I can't, yeah. Uh, can't. Um, it's probably healthy to do, but it's a, I'm sh- certain it's healthy. But you know, that's such a, <laughs> such a good thing. Yeah, I would just yeah. But but yeah, getting them to just hey, let's practice making noise. Let's practice being a slightly mm-hmm. vulnerable. Just joining in. Rewarded for your vulnerability. And then rewarded. Yes. Oh, that is such a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> just try that at some bar shows. <laughs> yeah. You got the TV in the background. I'm the only one singing. Oh, yeah, basketball games. They did sound yeah. kind of funny. Um. That is so great. Well, we should probably say, like, what, what, how many shows are you hosting right now? Uh, right now I've got Stone vs. Drunk vs. Sober. Uh, monthly show. That's a monthly show. Um, fourth I've, Friday of the month. Fourth still? Friday of every month. We're coming back in March, um, and we should be at uh, our new theater, same location, 616 Lavaca. Um, and then we've got Sandbox every Tuesday at 616 Lavaca. That show is fucking awesome, and mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Um, I'll throw candy at you and give you prizes and snacks. Um, and it's genuinely funny. And then uh, that's an experimental comedy show. Then I've got um, ATX Comedy Hour every third Monday of the month. Uh, host with Lisa Friedrich, 930 at Spider House. And then I've got, um, I host uh, kids game show Laugh Darn It over a barrel of fun. And that's a lot of fun. Uh it's a barrel yeah. of fun. It's a barrel <laughs> of fun. I tell you, I would not be one of the comedians on that show, but I love hosting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. It's it's a lot of pressure. It's a it's fun. It's always funny to it. me whenever there's like one cool mom who like brings her seven year old and they yeah. end up like leaving and then the comedian's like, I walked the <laughs> I walked, walked, I walked again. again. Yeah. Or like, yeah. I don't know why you have a baby in here. It makes us all uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants this mess. Unless they're cool parents and they're like, Hey, just educate them. Go ahead. That's why I brought him. And then I'm like, deal, deal. You got an ass there. <laughs> you got to outsource yeah. as a parent. So I get that. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, that's five shows. Uh, like, yeah. 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 And, and how, lo- what's the long, what's the one you've been doing the longest? Um, I probably ATX comedy hour with Lisa, but to be honest, Lisa does all the work for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
and so like i don't take a ton of credit for that i do all the work for stone drunk sober and we co-host both those but i mean we're very open about that dynamic uh and it works for us um and then laugh darn it derek phelps does all the work for that one and then sandbox i make all of the community do the work on that one mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's uh i really am just hosting yeah. <laughs> shows and then doing one-off showcases a few times a week so does that mean that you will not be giving us advice about the promotion of shows um i might not be the best person uh to do that but i can tell you a few things that i've learned and sure. worked uh with that's all you're asking no one said i was no, who's who wait no one said anything about best rob maybe we'll have lisa on to talk about promotion <laughs> she's on. the one doing the work yeah yeah um so for stone versus drunk versus sober uh uh, the big thing with that, I think, is the title, right? Like, you know exactly what you're getting when you hear that. When people are like, oh, like, do you have any shows after a show? Like, do you have any shows coming up? Like, yeah, they're hit or miss, though. Like, here's if you want experimental, weird, fun show that's community based, go to Sandbox. If you want a really, um, like, wild show, like, head to Stone Drunk Sober. And then their eyes light up and go, oh. And I was like, yeah, two comics of Stone Drunk. And they're like, okay, yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. even need to say that second part. So I think that's uh, that can be very helpful. Um, yeah, good name for show. No, that's something that yeah. I don't think we've talked about on this podcast before. Like, think about it when you're naming your show. Is that going to appeal to people? If they see it on their Do 512, if mm-hmm. you say it to them, yeah. Like, the immediate appeal of Stone Drunk Sober yeah. is, like, you know, very useful. Especially if it's very premise-driven. You know, the right. clearer you can make it up front, probably yep. the better. Absolutely. Right? And I also look at, like, sometimes that can work against you but i'm not the style of comedian or i don't play the spots and i'm not that stage in my life where something like that um uh, would play against me so like for example chortle portal is a ridiculous name mm-hmm. but they're fucking rad mm-hmm. and they're in that basement spot and they're cool with cool friends and people are going to show up right. and that show is going to be fucking cool and it's call a cute it name Hole. it is yeah. it is a cute name but like no one's like so like it's not super clear but they're they're somewhat intrigued i'm not saying it's a bad name but it's not stoned versus drunk or sober like so when i look at that i go like rob you fucking lummox what are you doing you (laughs) oaf well plus like i think like sometimes the visual marketing that people do because like for chorta portal for anyone who's ever seen like the posts about that if you're in inside the Facebook community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they'll do those like little GIF videos yep. that are like, uh, it looks like new wave stuff where it'll be trippy. like, yeah, trippy unicorn going through a rainbow field. And it's like chortle portal. And you're like, oh, this is going to be like yeah. edgy or experimental. Maybe. Well, and any amount of production value that goes into anything in your marketing just makes it seem like, hey, this is a real professional, like g- good thing to go to, as opposed to if you see just like a cheap looking yep. crappy flyer, then you're like, eh, why would you care if they don't care? Right. Uh, and I think that's true of everything in life uh but uh for one thing i found for sandbox recently that i think is uh been smart and effective uh, we used to just have crazy we i used to just put crazy images uh like a rabbit's eye super up close and things that i could find for free on Flickr, and mm-hmm. and nobody cared if i used and just kind of design a poster around that and i would think oh i'm gonna put people's names on the poster so they're more likely to share it i still think that's true yeah um and uh i decided that instead of uh worrying so much about putting the names on the poster because i 
I do think people might be more likely to share it. I don't think people are any more or less likely to go to the show. I think people that are going to share it are going to share it anyways, just because their name's on it doesn't mean they're not going to share it. Yeah. Um, and it's better to use that space showing um, pictures of what the show is, because let's think about that title sandbox it's mm-hmm. ap- quite apropos but doesn't tell you anything right and so uh having pictures of what the crazy shit that's happening in the show makes a lot more sense so we started doing that i what don't know kind, if it what kinds of pictures whatever. are you putting on there so <laughs> if it's yeah balanced brothers style picture but like nick severino brought in a bunch of weird foods for he and i to try and there was one like weird uh it was like a fish wiener uh type thing and so we lady and the tramped that for a second oh it was awful and somebody got a picture of it and so like that it's like a four panel um four panel photo layout i just do it on i don't i'm not an instagram guy but i i'll like <laughs> design a photo in there save it yeah. and then never post it on instagram but uh uh i'll do the four panel thing and do three live shots and then one one panel that has like the info for the show when it that is and sense. all that kind of stuff well i think that's a good thing to talk about so it depends on your show if it's a show I that needs so. explanation yeah maybe it's best to use that space with pictures from previous shows or a quote or something yeah it's some kind of information it could be it could be art versus photograph but a something tagline taglines something like that um versus yes if you if you want to um get people to try to share it and promote it yeah putting their pictures putting their names that can help mm. it doesn't nece- yeah it doesn't necessarily help uh, get interest from other people although it definitely would get more interest than just something kind of blank or mm. not not interesting visually yeah. if you're going to take that away replace it with something you think will do better like right. pictures of the show like don't trade that out for being cool or something right uh Another two examples of like shows I don't do anymore, but it was that whole title thing, uh, fucked up show and tell, show mm-hmm. and tell for fucking adults. And I was just going, oh, we'll go swearing and a conceptual, clear thing that's like adult storytelling show. And then there was eulogized, which was uh, people can eulogize whatever they want. So if you don't like the new Kanye West outfit design, you can eulogize that. Or if some like you think Trump's presidency needs in, you can eulogize that or whatever. I did each show once and Stone Drunk Sober, and I just stuck with Stone Drunk Sober and gotcha. didn't do those. But that was like, oh, clearly you're doing that thing you're worried that you're doing where you're just like, let's fucking put together a intru- what you think is an intriguing title in your mid-20s and, and uh, oh, run with it. Oh, just eulogized? You had the title first? Yeah, <laughs> and then you go, and then you go, I can host that. Um, but do you want to? Well, and that's something important to talk about, too, is for people who are considering starting a show, what kind of show they might want to start. Uh-oh. The thing about having like a... Um, so, I don't know, just kind of a gimmick, but a shtick, a, a, a theme, whatever it is, you have to consider what you're asking of the comics that you're going to mm-hmm. book. Because anytime you ask for people to do a lot of homework, it may go pretty badly, at least for a good chunk of them. And even, even if it doesn't go badly, like... I used to say yes to anything, mm-hmm. you know, and now if someone asks me to do theme stuff like that, where I'm like, that sounds like I'm going to do homework because I can't help myself, but, but work at it. And then I'm like, I'm not going to spend a week leading up to that. I just, so I'm just not going to do it. You know, sometimes I like being put in that box, but it's got to be a specific right. box. Like if it's like, I don't know. I, I, there's no example and there's truly not an example of a show I'm thinking about in this city, but like, 
uh, I like being limited sometimes, but a lot of these ideas that when people come with a theme show, you're just like, no, that's uh, that's not one I would pick for myself. Right. And uh, I think you find that a lot um, when you're working with people that aren't comedians and they want to produce a comedy show. You'll run into this or a podcast yeah. or something, and and they're like. Oh, I think this is a great idea for a show and you're like yeah I know these people and like some of them would be great but especially the most famous ones would not be up for this like this is like you're saying homework right. Right. I think you say that a lot with non-comics trying to do comedy things right like I've recently been approached by some people who wanted something very themed and for for a while I've been trying to steer them away from that because I'm like you're gonna have to really pay us if you want us to do that kind of homework because mm -hmm. they don't have that understanding that it's like it's not just writing the jokes or whatever it's like for those to be good we have to spend many nights of our lives working on that material not only at, at a desk but in front of audiences however the process works for comics I'm like so you're not you know it's like you're talking about potentially weeks of our lives so yeah. you know just like seeing how much people stress out for 51st jokes sometimes right and like they'll be like I haven't written anything and you're like you're about to go on you're like I know or for see. year in review yeah. you know writing three or four jokes it's, it's like it's a, it's a fair amount of homework if you want to do a decent job the mm -hmm. mental real estate mm -hmm. is incredible Right. Instead, uh, of, instead of getting to work on your act in whatever way, yeah. you got to work on this project. It's like, so... And then it's done. And then it's done. And, and you are you going to record it? Might as well or? be doing fucking improv, you guys. Right. I mean, uh, so why, uh, I, I, I don't get to give rewards from this forever? What's going on? Right. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. And so that's the thing. It's, is it, are you going to get the best people to do your show or are they going to yeah. be not giving a shit uh it's, you know not wanting to spend their balance. time on that it's always a balance right yeah and so it's, it's just a thing of like let's consider what you're asking because sometimes especially if people are planning to host those shows they might not even be planning on coming up with a eulogy themselves or whatever yeah. it is you know yeah. what i mean and you're just like hey yeah. you guys you want to do some homework i'll host yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah. uh. sometimes when i host stone drunk sober i do feel like i throw that first person up there a little fast um uh and so it's good when i have like lisa with me but yeah that's another thing of like how how soon when you're when you're like like laugh laugh darn it mm -hmm. i literally just said like yeah i would never want to be one of the contestants i'll ask yeah. my friends to do it but i wouldn't want to be one of the contestants uh yeah when do you th when do you throw people up uh how how much warm-up does a crowd need and and all that um i think it's probably show by show location by location venues are huge right yeah. i mean that it makes such a difference your sound system all that stuff your sound system whether people are there on purpose or not what yep. how, what percentage of the people came for the comedy show versus are being ambushed you know so if they came they don't need to be as warm if it's a packed house at 616 and they're they're all there for stone drunk sober you know yeah. what i mean yeah you probably don't have to warm them up that much vamp them up tell a couple of jokes get them in the permit yeah. and then and then you can go and that first comic set up for success yeah yeah and especially like shows like that that have kind of built up a reputation by word of mouth mm -hmm. too to where like you're getting people who come every month like yeah. you're getting repeat customers on that because they're like oh this is always a good show it's reliably right. funny yeah i i think uh, consistency is such a big thing i used to worry about that a lot when i was doing sandbox before because i mean we're inconsistent now but i know the show most weeks the show is going to be good because um people have 
come to understand what works for the show and they'll they're they're like repeat performers not necessarily doing the same thing but they they know what to bring to it and so we really only have one or two people each show that i'm like oh this is their first time or like they've never done this or they're not really this style of comedian so it's more of a risk but I know the snack's going to be good. The rascal pack, the the intro, the music. It's going to be a and fun these, time. Yeah, like I can count on that for the most part. A uh, question but, about sandbox yeah. that I had um, is like, because that is a show that the comics are expected to do homework for because they're bringing in their own sort mm. of like unique experimental thing that they wanted to try. So this show has been running for a number of years. Like how often now do you say like, you're getting people approaching you about doing the show versus having to go out and find people to do the show. I'm glad you asked that, Brett. Thank you. Uh, this is actually a huge thing for me because I want them. Uh, I want everybody to do sandbox if they want to. Um, and so I would say, I don't know. We're coming up on three years now. I have asked. Um. I've offered the idea of doing sandbox to hundreds of right. people. I've asked people to do specific dates like less than 10 times. I was going to say, I feel like your MO, correct me if I'm wrong, is whenever you're talking to someone, if they express any interest, you'll be like, oh, of course, do it. Whenever, just let me know. Yeah. Or if it's a new person, you go, hey, if you ever want to do sandbox sometime, let me know. And then after yeah. they do it, you go, hey, anytime you want to do this again, just let me know. Yeah. Right. And that way, even if they much, do bad, yeah. and I make sure they know that I mean it. Yeah. And before the people do it i go hey if you fuck this up royally i'm having you back and i i, I want you to come back because mm -hmm. part of the whole thing is you can fuck up so you're not afraid to try a really weird thing yeah. uh the uh so it's great it's not like an open mic but essentially it is mm -hmm. uh in terms of i'll let anybody go up there i've taken it to a new level at the end of the past uh, at the end of the shows for the past month or two i've been at the end i'll go i'll go hey uh if you guys think this like looks like something you want to try or think you could do i fucking dare you yeah i dare you i fucking dare you. i look at everyone <laughs> in the eye and i get down i point at everybody and yes. i go the i'm not stopping you no one here is stopping you you could do a terrible job i'm telling you you can do a terrible job you saw this tonight you guys all <laughs> saw this yeah. anyone can do this the only reason you won't do this is you don't have the guts so i fucking dare you my name is rob gagnon i love you good night <laughs> and because of like i can yeah. get away with that because i've That's kind so of earned fun. it yeah. but i also mean it and i think people are starting to like really kind of go like yeah, I can't. Yeah, I think I can. So have you gotten any messages from people being like, hey, I was in the audience? I mean, I always get people coming up uh, after the show uh, saying, like, I think I want to do this. But I, I maybe I'm imagining it because I'm all pumped up about yelling at people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 it feels like there's a different fervor from uh, like more the stranger type people that mm -hmm. are like totally strangers. I had a woman in a bird mask and a weird outfit come up to me last week. Like she came in the last five minutes mm -hmm. and saw the last act, uh, a little bit of the last act and, um, and then my dare. And then she talked to me after the show and I was like, yeah, I mean, I do fucking dare you miss. Yeah. And, and she said, she's going to figure it out and message me because your right. friend did the show. And, All right. Let's do it. That's right. I love that. That's funny. I should try that at off script. Just like, if anyone wants to come and do stand up and get heckled for your first oh, time, man. please, I will make a spot for anybody who wants to, that to be their first time doing stand up. Can I, can I tell a quick standbox story? Please. 
just before Christmas, I was messaging my buddy Zach, who's a non-comedian. He lives in uh, lived in Brooklyn, just moved uh, to California, and he uh, and we grew up together, and we're always like staying in touch with uh, text and like G chat at work, and um, we're always talking about comedy and 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 the creative pursuit in the larger sense and i messaged him i i think nathan ehrman maybe was playing piano or something near christmas and i recorded a little of it and i sent it to him and i was like uh this just feels really nice right now and the show is really great and i was like if i were in high school and i went to this show i would go to school the next day i said if we were in high school and we went to this show we would go to school the next day and we would think we knew something that everyone else didn't and Mm -hmm. we'd be right (laughs) and Last two weeks ago, this 17-year-old kid's mother contacted me, and he was like, she was like, hey, my son's interested in comedy. My friend said that you do comedy. Um, do you have any advice or tips or whatever? And he came through, and he did. I think it was his third set ever, because he was 17. Yeah. I was like, you can do whatever you want. If you want to do stand-up, that's fine. This yeah. is experimental enough. And he came through, and he did a fine set, highlights, lowlights, and the, everything yeah. in between. And... Um, uh, he had done have a car and his mom came through and picked him up and she said that when he got in the car uh he was like mom i loved it uh this is what i want to do with my life like i love comedy i love this stuff blah 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 and i was like i sent a message to my buddy zach and i was like this is the fucking thing man this is the thing what more do i need than that i'll take some fame but i mean that (laughs) that was pretty cool that was pretty cool man yeah i was really proud of that uh so that's why if it's not too much work for me might as well keep hosting it right like it's pretty enjoyable but it's like nice because like you made the kind of show that you wanted to see as a young kid and then inspired a young kid to pursue it yeah i would think the thing i'd be most excited about is like oh we're gonna see if we can get stone drunk sober on comedy central or we can see it like it's like i don't i like this is I like this better like I'm excited about Sandbox that's yeah. cool yeah it's so interesting uh, yeah the freedom involved in it is enticing um, yeah it's interesting because like I mean it, you've been doing the show for about three years and I've lived here for about three years and I think I did the show fairly early on when I lived here so like I saw it and it was like back when 616 had a different layout. orientation yeah, yeah. Had a different layout and and I and you know the audience was maybe like half full or something like that at most yeah. at most <laughs> and um and then like I, I didn't go again for a year or so and then when i went it was packed and now you were throwing the candy and everything <laughs> and so it made me think like okay rob has really figured out what he's doing here and yeah. figured out some tricks to get to make this into such a fun show that people want to come back and bring their friends and mm-hmm. uh, and that it's always a good time. Thank you, first of all. Yeah. yeah, well, tell me about the like journey that you went on with that and kind of how you figured it out. Uh, well, I, when I made the show, I was like, I like doing weird, creative, fun bits. That's like my favorite thing. Uh, that's why that's why I keep doing it and getting up is because there's always like a new weird idea that I have and so I was like I'm going to create a show where the whole thing is like me I'm just doing weird bits over and over and over and I'll build up my repertoire of weird, weird bits it'll be great and I just ended up playing uh, the straight man so to speak uh, well I'm saying like apropos and so to speak today I don't like any <laughs> of this we got to record this at night with some liquor in us mm-hmm. uh, I digress uh, so middle America <laughs> is horrified <laughs> So, um, 
Uh, I ended up creating a show where I was just a straight man and like John's interrupting and being a wacky character and Ariel's doing her Frank DeGaglio character is my favorite thing in the world. So funny. And uh, and I'm just going like, what? I can't believe this. And put my hands on my hip like Tim Allen or something. And it's like, what are you doing? Um, uh, And so I think I got a lot better at that. And I think that's probably a more marketable skill in in mm. the long run and something I can use uh, in my standup uh, even more so. Uh, I still would like to cra- scratch that experimental itch more often, but like the show right out, right out of the gate was not what I expected it to be. Um, and I had all these more fanciful Conan O'Brien-esque um, um, type of type of thoughts, but you guys heard I, I host a, a many shows and I'm doing showcases every week and um, and to produce all these shows with like you gotta book it and uh, create the poster and then uh, make sure you post it in all the different areas and don't forget to promote this one as much as this one because they're both in the same week and then you gotta promote the show that you have tonight. It's not your show; it's your friend's show. Yep. And the mental aspect of it and the organization of it all, like after a while. I stop worrying about what's most effective and I worry about what can I fucking keep up with I don't like okay this is a new thing I'm supposed to do well I can't be fucking snap jizzing every time I gotta (laughs) do a thing like whatever the new thing is I don't can't I cannot I've had a I've I've said this a lot to Ariel I cannot account for all these people I've been saying a lot lately I just cannot account for all these people I've got to think I, I don't know. It's, we should say for the listener that a lot of times when you're saying Ariel, you're talking about Ariel Grinspan, oh, yes. your wife. My lovely wife. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, how we're ever going to fix that. I'll just <laughs> never do this podcast again. No, I can never do it again. Uh, well, since it's like, so it is so much responsibility to run a show. Um, but granted, like some of these shows, like you're saying, like Lisa will take mm-hmm. the lead on one and then you'll take mm-hmm. the lead on the other. So like uh, when... Like, when do you think you're like, oh, I need a co-host for this? Or, yeah, or like, I, how do you find the right co-host, too? I, how do you you mesh on stage well? Part of Lisa's, because uh, we're already buds and we get along and we've always had like, uh, um, I don't know, a very brother-sister thing and, and it's been very nice. And so uh, it just felt like, well, this is somebody I wouldn't mind working with consistently um, and, uh, yeah, I guess you just kind of fall into it. And, and so when we were hosting ATX comedy hour together, um, and I was asking her to like help with the poster for stone drunk sober. And she was like, um, well, if you need like a drunk wrangler or something, just let me know. Uh, I, th- oh, I, no, no, she was already, we had a tough show in LA one time. Uh, we only did the show once in LA and I really fucked it up. And, uh, she was already she was drinking that night and so i had no drunk wrangler but that wasn't the impetus of her co-hosting impetus uh <laughs> and so she that's what smart people do every time yeah. they say a word that mm-hmm. surprises we'll them like they build down on it build an adult word jar <laughs> i gotta put in a quarter every time mm-hmm. i get embarrassed yeah. yeah dumb it down for our listeners yeah. they're all a bunch of idiots come on you know they're reading smart level college here. kids <laughs> like way smarter than i am yeah anyways um so yeah i think i think 
you stumble into a lot of things when you're doing comedy yeah. uh, whether it be co-hosting with somebody doing a one-off thing uh, doing a two-person bit or something like I'm sure I did a lot of two-person bits before John and I were like hey I like the way this guy's an idiot and he likes the way I'm an idiot and then you just kind of uh, keep doing what works it's uh, it's kind of like evolution or survival or whatever like if it's working you, you keep doing it um, and uh, so she has started helping me with the posters and then it just seemed natural to kind of um, double up with each other on that kind of stuff uh, do yeah you, do you guys spend a lot of time like going back and forth being like alright so are we gonna do like do you guys craft bits up top or do you guys try and keep it loose fairly Lisa and I are very this and to a to a detrimental to our own detriment will fucking just get up there and kind of wing it whereas like sometimes i'll be like i i'll do a bit where i've seen like a a really long commercial that you can't tell what it's for and so i'll be like hey i'm gonna bring you a commercial tonight we'll watch the commercial and you try to guess what it is the whole time and i'll tell you if you've got it and the audience can try to guess too yeah and then at the end we all go oh fucking tied yeah uh, <laughs> and that's a lot of fun so like i think as a host um that's like a th that's like doing a themed thing for stone drunk sober one of your other shows but there's no real theme other than a showcase for atx comedy hour so it's like is that almost inappropriate but i look at what um shit's golden does and they always have so many fun bits and things going on up top i think that's more how you do it yeah um i don't necessarily but it's not a practice what i preach kind of a thing uh, uh not necessarily doing that with uh any alacrity mm -hmm. <laughs> <Dollar in the jar. laughs> yeah so you know what i like it when um you or anyone does those kinds of bits uh up top just to mix it up for the audience it's Helpful. Um, it's more helpful than yeah and especially because you don't know how the riffing between the banter between the co-hosts are going to be sometimes it goes great and other times it's like anyway that fell flat let's get this yeah. show started great I also get into it like if I if I start playing the heel I'll just fucking run with that and it's not my best card so like sometimes I do that at ATX comedy hour and sp yeah. specifically and Lisa is just like sweet being sweet Lisa and uh, <laughs> I think I've messed that up a few times um, but yeah, giving yourself something is like so helpful. Uh, I even gave my buddy Zach, he's into making pizzas lately. And that's like his kind of artistic creative pursuit is he wants to open a pizza place someday, maybe. And so he met this guy in town that makes pizzas uh, like 45 minutes away. There wouldn't be competition or anything. And mm -hmm. he's like, hey, come on over and we'll make a pizza and chat about the business and whatever. And he's like, oh, that sounds great. He's like, I don't know what to do with all this stuff. And I was like, when I do a show, I always try to have a little something up my sleeve. So it's like, no matter what, you kind of have that. And he, I was like, just bring him like a six pack or some weird uh, bag of chips that you think goes well with pizza. And he brought a six pack and he said that ended up actually really helping and, and all this. And he's a socially capable guy like crazy, but I don't know, you get self-conscious and a yeah. little preparation isn't such a bad thing if it's in your back pocket and not like in your hands as you walk up uh, kind of metaphorically. Right, wait, you're, the metaphor you're making is about having something prepared for to start a show? Sure, so if I, as to, to go with the back pocket versus holding out in front of me, with mm -hmm. that bit with Lisa, we would start with a little banter, talking yes. about the show, talking about our weeks, and then as that is going well, we keep doing it uh, and eventually ride a high into our 
here's the long commercial or as it's not going great we get to it faster rather than coming up and be like lisa we got some great comics but before yeah. we do anything let's do this like no that like you know that's not normal don't do that so right. instead of walking up and going like six pack he'll go like right. hey thanks for having me it's under his you know he's kind of yeah. tucked under his arm he's like oh i thought you guys might like this wow this is a great place like yes it's still his that's thing. an important and very interesting distinction about stuff like that because because yeah you need you need somewhere to go with the banter particularly between two people because a, a lot of times no matter how great y- your chemistry is or how funny people are sometimes it just the, the week wasn't a good week for a guarantee yeah. yeah and so yeah you can either ride the high into okay that was so fun what a big laugh mm-hmm. hey hey this is gonna be another fun thing or you run out of steam and before it gets too awkward yep. you go hey let me show you this commercial you know yeah and that's, you know, I think that's another uh, hosting point I'm just realizing right now. The idea of uh, you ride, ride it out into a high note. I think a lot of people get up there and they're hosting. And just like when I worked with kids, end the game before it stops being yes. fun. Yes. Stop the bit in the set before it stops being fun so your people, your first person can ride into Yes. That. I think that brings me to a point I wanted to get to, which is um, there's a lot of talk about like hosts that go long okay Mm. and i am uh, i think that it's really complicated how Mm. long i I think it's completely context dependent and there are times when i've seen a host do 20 minutes where it's perfect that's exactly what needs to happen because you're doing it while people are filtering in you're built you're setting it up it takes them a little bit longer to get warmed up whatever and then it's great other times yeah, sometimes the the host will be doing great for 12 minutes and then there's like three points where it's like, okay, surely they're going to end now and start the show. And then they just keep going, Peter. And it's like, I don't know if they're just trying to, yeah. oh, 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 it's, it's fun on stage. So I'm going to keep going. And it's like, no, no, no. Your job as a host is to make <laughs> yeah. it fun and then, right, like take that momentum and I'll and have give it you to on my guy. fun show. Let me <laughs> right. do your fun show right. first. <laughs> like, yeah. at least let me get up there on your fun show. But that's an instinct. And sometimes time is tight and hosts don't have as much wiggle room as they would like to have but any host who does have some wiggle room like that um or 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 whatever your time is like just to try to be aware of your job is to build it up and once it's there bring that host and sometimes maybe you had 10 minutes and that's it Mm. and in that case like if you get to a high point at minute seven let's start the show you know what I mean or and if you get to minute 10 and you haven't had a high point up to that point and you don't have a good plan for how to do it in one more minute you just have to eat it and be like you know oh and none of this is to speak of paid work yeah and like the real institutions like right. the, uh, uh, which is a whole different uh, ball game I mean much of what we're saying applies but when you're not producing necessarily your own show um, if I were to host at cap and I'm doing 10 minutes and at nine minutes I've got this huge pop and the claps dying down I'm go- I'm opening the show we're right. starting the show because that's what the show needs like right. uh, if I was at eight minutes I go oh, I probably I need to do one more right. tight thing and and end around if you you've know, gotten like, the light we'll just put it that way yes yeah essentially if you've gotten the light and then you get a big pop don't don't think oh let me go into one more bit that's this is yeah. fun and that, that is what I see 
see so often yeah. is they get the big laugh and then maybe the rest of that bit just has another chunk but it's a completely optional chunk you mm-hmm. know or they or they're just straight up go to a new joke thinking like oh this is fun yeah. now i'm having fun try out my new material <laughs> it's compulsive yeah well is this not a drug yeah, right exactly yeah. so i mean well it's just like a like just roles though it's like if you're just a comic on the show like you're you can have that fun and you can have that freedom ber- right. to perform but like the responsibility of the host means that you set it up so everyone else right. has a good time mm-hmm. and does well yeah uh, I think these are young men and women's mistakes too in a lot of ways like the early I remember doing a lot of this stuff early hosting early producing uh, even just like making fun of people in their own introductions and it's not Pat mm-hmm. Dean and I going back and yeah. forth or something like just like, like just stupid shit um uh, when I before I moved here I won a very small I think it was like a 10 person competition at the Funny Bone in Hartford Connecticut as yes. a um last comedian not last comic last comedian standing at the mm. funny bone in connecticut and it was like you have a youtube video and people vote you into the top 10 huh. i sh- had no business winning it but i did uh and then you the prize was that the prize for me was that i got to do a terrible job hosting for a whole weekend and it in a mall mm. and it was just brutal and the the crowds are good the the i remember how like sweet and uh i don't i guess i won't say his name but i only have great things to say about him he was a road comic uh and he was super nice to me but like i remember introducing this guy I still follow him on twitter and feel bad and uh he had done some like uh the australian comedy festival it was like mm-hmm. a huge deal and and uh, that's a what an accomplishment and mm-hmm. i didn't know shit and so i was like oh he, uh, i was like introducing that he did that and i was like yeah the you know the capital of comedy australia just like <laughs> such a fucking idiot and oh, the headliner no. had to be like hey when you're bringing people up like don't roll your don't, eyes at their accomplishments at their amazing accomplishments <laughs> that you all have you just do the jerk off australia <laughs> yeah, like what, what are you what are you doing <laughs> Oh, so like, I mean, I've just made so many mistakes. I'll say, uh, um, I was very fortunate to have, uh, um, doing like festivals for the new movement throughout the years. They would put me up in, uh, like, just like read our sponsors, get everyone pumped up, um, for this festival, the improv set. Uh, and, and like, you know, it's, it's just almost nothing, but like just all these little opportunities. Um, and when you're in that, don't say no to anything mode, like that's still, that's very useful. All the failures, very mm-hmm. useful. All the small st- successes are very useful. Um, and so I think finding time and, and space to fail as a host and a producer are really important, but it's so painful because you're also your your job is also to care and put effort into it so like you're both expected to fail and try really hard right that's a tough that's a tough combo right. yeah and of course i mean yeah this is all everything we're talking about i mean we've all made these mistakes yeah. and we're not trying to shame people just no, it's like no. if in case you're not thinking about it because because there are mistakes that i see hosts make over and over and over again and they're yeah. clearly not aware that it's going on um so let's talk about introducing comics um, mm-hmm. Do you have any pointers for? I mean, I'll, I'll as you kind of mentioned earlier, learn how to pronounce their names. If it's if you're the host, it is absolutely your job to make sure you ask know again. To, ask again. Ask again. Make sure that you know. Um, 
or if there's anything they want to plug yes like stuff like that yeah and i think that like I like to ask people on my show for a plug and a credit. That way I have something to say before and after. I think giving plugs before people's sets doesn't make sense. Great point. Plugs can, if, if the plug is really um, d- disguised Juicy. as a credit, if it's really, you know what I mean? Like, so if you say, uh, you know, that I host a show where heckling is allowed or you sh- host a show where, where people are stone drunk, like that can work as a credit mm-hmm. because that's kind of intriguing. Um, but other things, if it's like, this person hosts a show third Thursdays at blah, 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 at 12 and 30, it's yep. like, no one gives a shit yet. They don't know yeah. that person. Really um, so that's why it's, it's like, give me a credit, give me a plug. And so I think it's important to think about your audience and what they're going to be affected by. If the audience is a bar crowd who has who is not comedy savvy at all, like listing festivals isn't necessarily going to make sense. Yeah. But telling them even that you know that there's a podcast or that you know like I would just say just be conscientious of how is this really going to make any sense to people? Like what, what can you say about Cause sometimes it's better to just be like, this guy is so funny. You're absolutely going to love him. You yeah. know? Uh, uh, I, uh, I remember we did a show in San Antonio with this guy. A la- lady literally had to leave cause she was peeing her pants. She was going to pee her pants. I think you're going to yeah. love him. Like a little genuine anecdote like that, or just <laughs> say that for the first comic, but then just, make it a different city for every comic but it's always a story of a woman <laughs> so pants. Pants. and then like the last like, comic is on? the woman that Peter <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here tonight she um, wants to do a set yeah. I, uh, I've been a, a very conscious of not yelling their name too much if that's not their energy like or yelling their name like like Joe Teller, <laughs> Joe like, motherfucking Teller. Yeah, yeah, like go one direction or another. Yeah. But like uh, Joe, yeah. Th- there's certain comics you want to introduce different ways. Um, but I've I've always just gone with like high energy, um, uh, all that kind of thing. It's it's tricky because you don't want the audience to stop clapping, but sometimes you have enough to say that you kind right. of have, do have to have that yeah. happen. What do you do for um, that? I would say I would definitely say once you see that comic start walking towards the stage, mm-hmm. their mistake or not, you need to be making sure they can not break their gate as they're coming to the stage gotcha. and like have to stand next to like the stairs yeah. next to the stage like waiting. I intentionally now um, go too early and then look out next to the stage and wave to the audience go it's me I'll point at myself yeah. it's me he's introducing me right and like I have fun with that idea but uh, I'm fucking silly you know right. uh, so I think making sure that as you're introducing people don't say their name until the last yes That's please a simple thing that people well, let's mess just up early belabor on. that point real quick there are some people who go guys our next comic is so funny Rob Gagnon is just a really great guy you're just gonna love no, him I've guys give it, up, give it up for him too late and, and not only that but <laughs> yeah. like it's just a cue that we have trained everyone with the name goes at the end yep. and that is when they can That's clap the and cheer goes. you will the name goes. Confuse the shit out of people if you say their name first, and they, yeah. it sounds redundant if you say their name again, yeah. and it doesn't clapping. get as much of it. Unless yeah. they talk about their name in their set, it's like someone would be like, "I really like that guy, but I don't remember what his name is." Yeah, mm. it's it usually like, not. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's something that you see a lot, though. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, uh, so as far as like, uh, oh, we're talking about like the yeah, the clapping dying down. Um, I think you you have unless you know it's like 
um, uh, unless you have, you know you have a quick plug uh, that you can just go into and keep clapping, mm-hmm. I would let the clapping die down. And then as you're getting towards the end, just before you say their name, you go, I, I like to go, like, start clapping right now. Let's right. build it up. And then as they're building, you've seen them on blah, 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 give it up for now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll let the clapping die. But if they've started walking, I just try to make Keep it going. so they don't have to stop walking. Well, that's interesting because I never really think about like what the host is thinking about me walking. I'm always just trying to be like, I don't look like a nerd getting too ready, but mm-hmm. I also don't want to be like too far away. But oh, yeah. Oh, that long, were the claps dead by the time you get to the stage? Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want to start running. But then I'll also do that thing where if I if I get up there and then the host turns out, oh, is going to tell one more surprise joke or whatever, then mm-hmm. yeah, I'm fine with just looking at the audience being like, sure. Okay, yeah, well, this is we're me. All a yeah, hey, time. yeah, it'll be me in a second. Because yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. not afraid of them. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Uh, the other uh, don't walk off the stage mm. until your comedian is up there. Like uh, that's that's where the audience will stop clapping before they need to. Whereas you're right if you're right there and I'm waiting for you to come up, we shake hands or high five or hug or whatever, and then I get off stage. You're on stage. There should be a crossover point right. in front of the audience, and that way, if their clapping starts go- going down as you're walking up, let's say Keep somebody stopped you, they hand you a drink as you're coming. Don't stop! Come on, folks. Yeah. Uh, like. That's something yeah. I'm, I've like only recently become conscious of as a host or a comedian, the whole handoff. Mm. Um, and so now it's like something I'm really trying to actively think about, but it's so difficult for me because I'm always just like, like, like let me just get out. And especially like think about the valve. The, the stairs are so small and you can't really be uh, yeah. yeah so and with a small stage and things like that it's always just like okay so do I wait for you it, to it always feels like you're trying to sneak past somebody on an escalator right <laughs> like uh, I'm late for my flight but listen I, know I this is used tight. to be daunted <laughs> by that like handshake right after they introduce you because I just had so many bad ones. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. just like a misconnection yeah, hand. Misconnection. I call this a hand. Uh, yeah, check it and out. It, or you just like limp wrist them, and then you're like going on stage. You're like, oh man, they think yeah. I have no respect. Well, for or then someone t- surprises you with a hug or something, and you're oh, just like, yeah. ah, geez, yep. can we just uh, let's agree Don't to this beforehand? If you, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, tri- I'm tripping over the mic stand on the way to the hug now. I um, uh, I think I want to add, I've, I've got a new goal now. Mm-hmm. When I bring people up, especially a friend, I'm going to try to do that thing where you like, I'll say a thing to them as they're getting on and the audience doesn't know what I'm saying to them. Almost like a Bill Murray, oh, Lost like in Translation that. moment. And then we both go... <laughs> And I think what I'd like That's to say so to people great. is like people think we're saying something funny to each other as we walk away Just toss laugh. your head back and laugh yeah. and they'll go <laughs> and we'll walk off I would love for someone to do that to me yeah, as I'm starting that's my so I'm sure I'm not the first no, person that's so yeah that. that's great though that sounds fun conspiratorial yeah conspiratorial but now it can only be you because if like just you know everyone around the Austin comedy scene starts doing that then the audience is all they're just saying peas and carrots to well, maybe they'll just think we're <laughs> always just so heads, we're just so such funny people <sighs> that have such good you know yeah. um what's the word rep, rep, rapport with each other yes. it seems like an it makes it an us versus them thing in yeah, a good way in a good way like they want to be yeah they want uh, they want to toss their they, head back they want to yeah. fundamentally be entertained yeah. we all come together yeah but let's make no mistake yeah y'all aren't getting on stage yeah It'll be all of us. But yeah, I'm you want in on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you'll yeah, you'll get to be as in on this as you get to be in the audience. Yeah. But yeah, this is good stuff. Rob freaking dares you. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say I've, I've got to. <laughs> you want to get whispered in your ear? You yeah. <laughs> do sandbox. I fucking dare you. Yeah, and then you'll figure out what I'm whispering in these comics ears. <laughs> it's nothing. Can I ask a question about like um when you're like formally hosting like you're not producing the show anymore so you're doing like a like a charity event maybe yes. or like a venue asks you to host for such and such thing mm. but then they also give you like a raffle that you have to read off all the time yeah no yes so how do you uh, switch gears from that? Because I always feel like it's like a really awkward thing. Like, we're laughing. We're having a good time. Also, is Greg here? <laughs> yeah. Because he just won a scooter. I like to think there's only... There's two positive scenarios, no negative scenarios, when you're hosting a dumb non-comedy thing. Well, they're not dumb. They're usually for people <laughs> yeah. that are gravely ill. <laughs> but, yeah. Very valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're up in front of these losers, right? Uh, <laughs> so, so you people uh, God has punished for their sins. Sure, you do well, mm-hmm. and it's and and you don't get full comedy points, but you get I perf- I did a thing, and I, I you know I got some juices off there, baby. Uh, <laughs> or you do terrible, and you can have a comedy story and like hmm. have wounds to solve with your comedy friends, and maybe a story to tell about a, a hell gig or something like that. Uh, so I like to think that there's no way you can lose out on something like that. And at the very least, you're helping for a good cause. Um, uh, but what was your question more so? Well, like uh, if if they're giving you like uh, oh, multiple all tasks to do. To, that you have to do. Right. For me. When r- is the time? Like how do you switch gears between those two things? Like in a seamless, natural way. I mm-hmm. think uh, acting like... Like we're good to go, y'all are good. They don't know. There's two people that know, and neither one of them is in charge. Although they both think that one of them is in charge, <laughs> but they're just delegating the event uh, organization to each other. Uh, yes, Marsha. Okay, uh, Marsha's the girl. I gotta. Be, I gotta. Marsha's my gal for the night. I guess all the questions. I don't count on this person. Mm-hmm. So you find out who's in charge, and then you try to get as little instruction about the details of like each particular thing and more just like the flow of the night just like what are we doing at what point when do you want the raffle whatever if they give you any gaps fill them in with what you think is best try to take over as much as possible because they don't know and they are open to you that's not this isn't even their job they have a minimum of things they need you to do and then other than that you should just do whatever feels right and this isn't their job they're not an event planner a lot of times there's somebody that volunteered to do this and thought it would be nice to have a raffle and then there's this um, other game that we heard about on the internet and we're all big Shark Tank fans so we're going to do this and you're like alright let's do that right. and just ask them a lot of questions about it write everything down um, but like fill in all the gaps and as far as like transitioning from the actual thing um, I think it's just maintaining that everything's good and great throughout the whole night like that's that's the brush you're painting with at all, all times so whether you're um, you know uh, wheeling the little girl off the ramp through the hoop to see if she can make it for a thousand dollars or you are um, uh, you know everyone's uh, getting out their tickets to see what the raffle is uh, or you're about to announce our speaker for the night like 
you have the same demeanor yeah um with a little room for being somber or extra excited but overall you're just kind of positive and happy i don't think yeah. th- uh, so i guess the the answer is like i don't think there are transitions yeah i don't because i don't think um it's i think it's harder to transition from i'm hosting the show to i'm opening the show than it is to transition throughout a whole night for a charity event mm-hmm. um because you know in the end it's it, it's not they don't have very high expectations they all want to be home mm-hmm. sometimes i'll ask people like what what are y'all looking forward to eating when you get home later <laughs> and people will be like oh i don't think about that <laughs> or like yeah i don't know um i i think it's less uh it's less pre- pressure, but it just feels so unusual because we're used to joke, joke, jokes, let's tell jokes. Yeah, and used to having basically the script, the format of the evening just handed to us. Whereas, like you said, a lot of these people, they're like, oh, you're the entertainment. You know how this yeah. works. You know how shows run. Yeah, just... Yeah. Like, we got the raffle. I figured we'd do that at the end. And then we need to announce these three award winners. I can come up and help you with that. Yeah. And then besides that... Just checking in, make sure people are going around doing the silent auction. And if you want to walk around and tell people, like, here's a barbecue gift card, come on over and sign up for it. Yeah. And then, I mean, when they give me any positive attention, I just am like, all right, you like that? I'm going to do a lot of that. So I'm walking along, announcing every prize and and everything. Mm -hmm. We're we're just lizard people. (laughs) You're going to get as much satisfaction out of some of these things as you would a regular show half the time. Yeah. A lot of times it feels great because people are like, you were great. Mm -hmm. And you can see that thing where they're like, because I'll do this where I'm like, no, you really were. And I'll make (laughs) sure people know. You'll get that after these charity events. You really weren't, you were wonderful we gotta have them marcia we gotta have them back (laughs) uh like it's it can be very nice absolutely it's good um hey let's uh near the end or whatever um but i wanted to see number one do you get paid for all the shows do you wind up making money for all the shows you do uh i'll break down every one of them excellent uh laugh darn it Mm -hmm. uh i get uh, I think like $20 a show maybe mm-hmm. something like that but the thing that I like is I get movie passes, movie passes and a yes. uh, food voucher yeah. and so Ariel and I my wife and I uh, other Ariel love that you can take me if you want I love it. going to Alamo no <laughs> mess <laughs> I get my own uh, free Alamo uh, only if I can watch you and your wife go to the movies yeah that's <laughs> kind of my thing that'd be a cute double date <laughs> look at a, yeah, look at a nice go. date for them <laughs> uh then the other thing is the, 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 the sandbox. Uh, I used to get a percentage of the door, but it, it was always a pay what you want show, and I never pushed people to put money at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, since we're kind of restructuring the theater and on financial times and blah, 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 I'm giving all the money uh, right. to the theater. I'm not taking anything out for Rascal Pack or prizes or any of that. Um, Stone Drunk Sober, I'm doing the same thing out of, uh, they they made the request, but I already said all the money can go to sure, the Sure, yeah. I used to get half the door for that. Half and the door. And so it'd be, yeah. I don't know, anywhere from 200 to 400 bucks a month. So that was like fucking That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I always make sure I give every comic at least 10 bucks, make mm-hmm. sure people have rides. Um, I could probably pro- provide more alcohol, but I usually tell people like we'll have some beer, but drink what you want, and then we always have green supplies. Uh, yeah, 
Um, so like that show costs a little money, but I don't really worry about that. And now I'm just happy to have it going for the theater. Uh, and then ATX Comedy Hour, Lisa handles the money for that, but she pays me, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and that's fine with me. Like, yeah. uh, and then she, I know she pays the comics and I think, uh, some goes to her, some goes to Spider House, yeah. but that's all good with me. Uh, but nobody gets paid in comedy for the most part. Uh, unless you're producing a show. So um, anybody that doesn't know a lot about our comedy scene or comedy in general, just know that, uh, while I don't think that's super impressive that I have all that going on, most people aren't getting that. So don't go like, you get a couple hundred bucks a month to your friend that's starting comedy because like, right. that doesn't happen. Yeah, and you have to build that up. The only reason you're getting a few hundred dollars from Stoner Sober is because it was selling out and yeah. people are paying $10 a ticket, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so if you can build that up. and But I know like with shows... Um, like at Spider House, y'all are getting uh, you're, you're, the Lisa host. Lisa gets a chunk, yeah. Is she getting a, a set amount or is she part of the door? I think it's door related, yeah. Yeah, right. So, but just make sure if you're starting shows, like how would you talk about? <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, negotiating payment with a new yeah. venue. Uh, this is uh, just in terms of negotiating payment. I thought this is a really good. Uh, my friend Matt told me this about um, somebody had offered me a private gig or something i was like i don't know what to charge them he's like all right well start off with this anytime you're doing anything you're worth a hundred dollars an hour that's minimum that's you know that's crazy now comedy math you got to figure that time is like that's a whole different ball game so just like being exorbitant with what you are worth um and not necessarily taking that to like the negotiating table but in your head like kind of feel that way and and know that um uh uh so if I were talking to uh, somebody that's running a door and I think I'm I'm at a venue that's really going to help me sell this show out mm-hmm. and they promote their shows like crazy. They put posters up. They got a great website. They do all this stuff. Like all of that is going to make more money for you and the show. So maybe since they're providing that for service, you should get a little less money. Mm-hmm. I always like a 50-50 door split. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if if uh, they're doing some promotion, you're doing some promotion, like they, they've they got all the tech and all the everything taken care of. Um, bar deals, I don't know a ton about. I haven't done a ton of bar deals. I think a lot day. it depends on the, I, I know from what other people have told me, like if it's the kind of place where they're not going to get any business otherwise, or they're going to get a tiny trickle maybe, mm-hmm. usually you get 100% of the door and then they get the bar sales. Yep. But yeah, like you say, if the place is really promoting and they're spending their own time and money on it. Or there's then no bar. Or there's no bar. A lot yeah. of times the shows that I'll do don't have a bar and so you're like, okay, uh, or, or, you know, um, 616 doesn't have a bar. And mm-hmm. so it's like, all right, well, they're not making any money if I get all the door. Right. They don't expect me to do all this work and not get any money if I'm bringing all these people in because they're not exactly a marketing machine, so to speak. Right. And so 50-50 seems fair to me. But right. like, it is so, it's so situational. Um, right, because there's bars where you're not charging a cover. Uh, and so then, or, or venues, whatever it is, brewery, bar, restaurant, yeah. whatever. We're not charging a cover, but 
you know, your the idea is that you're increasing business for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times when people start those places, they say, hey, let me provisionally do this for three months or whatever. Um, and then if it turns out that we increase your business, at that point, we will then negotiate pay. And I think it's important to start with that instead of just being like, hey, can we do the show for free? Can we, can we just have the same yeah. time? If you say that, they're like, sure, whatever. You want to yeah. give us free entertainment. But then you're going to have to come back to the negotiating table and be like, so anyway, now can we get paid? And instead yeah. you say, hey, um, can you can we do this show and then in three months if it's we'll we'll revisit whether it's going well and discuss um, you know getting paid and you're more than welcome to be like I don't care about making money that's not why I do this blah 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 but I would encourage you to try once mm-hmm. make money off of a show pay your comics yes. see how that feels because it yeah. is wonderful especially when you're paying a comic that's never been paid before and they get uh, paid on your show for the first time yes and you, I have a, it's beautiful my first dollar yes pinned up uh-huh. in my you should room. someone pay you a one dollar bill for a show or no I think it was like or? I think I got like ten bucks but yeah. it was like whatever was left after I bought my beer Pass the hat uh, situation, but yeah. I saved it and I have it up on my wall. You know what the dollar means. I know what the yeah, dollar means. Even if it was a part of a I 20 at one point. I got my check from Cap City up there. I digital deposited it. Okay. It just, well, I mean, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it just means a lot to yeah. you. I think I still have that, uh, the check. I won like 100 or so dollars, I think, from that comedy competition. They were pissed that I won because they knew I wasn't going to be a good host. Yeah. <laughs> I kept that. And I, uh, uh, I don't think... I don't know why I'm mad because they were not wrong, yeah. <laughs> but like I, it's like I spitefully keep that check. <laughs> yeah. Um, but wait, I just want to stay on this subject for one more second because it's oh, yeah. it's not just that it's fun to pay someone their money for the first time, but it's also the whole culture of. And I think for a long time, as the scene was developing, it made sense to give away a lot of stuff for free. We weren't good enough yet. We mm. did want the stage time, but now we have people who are capable of sh- p- putting on a really good show and, and creating a lot of business. Kalachi show we just did yeah perfect example i love that venue that place uh would have had some people in it right would have not had that many it was standing room only Mm -hmm. like hardcore standing room only even for the first show it was like he said that's what robert said it was also packed uh this one we just did packed and i think that's value and i think that like i i'm encouraging anyone with a free show that's going well to do the tip jar and at least and see Mm -hmm. how that goes um and but i will but yeah after a few shows or whatever it's like that you gotta say hey guys you know, like we should really be getting paid and yeah. and so not only so that you can pay yourself for all the work you do and the comics who are spending our time and our gas and our parking and everything all the different um, but not only that, like if you talk to good comics and you say hey will you do my show if they're not busy and, and they've got nothing else booked yeah they'll probably do your show for free but if they have another show that's going to pay them even five bucks much less 10 20 50 yeah. bucks they're obviously going to do that other show and i'm getting to the point where i'm quite frankly tired of always giving all this shit away for free well especially when you're strapped like yeah gas I fucking and par- need money. parking is gonna be like three dollars yeah all uh, the gas time is gonna, like you're looking at going out for to do a show cost you five dollars to get there and park um, and then maybe you're like, well, I'm not going to fucking just sit around here. I'm going to get a drink and watch mm-hmm. the first couple of comics before I go up. 
Uh, so now you're you're at ten dollars because you want to tip Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you're at ten dollars, and you got to go out and do a set, yeah. and you didn't get to spend time with your wife, uh, right. and and have like uh, a little evening together yeah. or something. Like there's all everything is a trade. The older I get, the more I realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Like these are all handoffs. Um, yeah. It's all precious. And, and I just want people to realize too, like that if if as the Austin scene, we tell audiences like hey this is all for free like oh i can go to oh it's free why am i paying for it this time you know what i mean like we're uh, watering down the value yeah. of comedy by and, and at least do a tip jar and and seed the money if you can hand it to someone who's a plant who will put money in it first and then have them hand it around or have someone walk around mm. like um you have to be a i don't want to say aggressive but confident about There's better the, ways to do it the tip jar um I feel like I wanted to say one more thing about that. Like some people are just too cool to ask for money or something. And it's like, no, we should be getting paid. All these yeah. fucking musicians are getting paid. Sometimes yeah. you don't even want the music to be happening. We don't even have HAME. Like, we don't have <laughs> a health insurance <laughs> yeah. overlord. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like, is that that band? No. Oh, that was my I first might be. Instance. Yeah, I think Ham so. First well, Ham, Ham. Is, <laughs> Ham. Wait, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> Health Alliance for Austin Musicians. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Derek was on that, I believe. Yeah. It's, it's quite important to these people. But yeah, if well-being. we don't value our art, it's like whenever we expect people to, like, it shouldn't be an argument with an yeah. audience to be like hey no you should be paying for the show that you've been attending and loving mm-hmm. and and if sometimes enjoying. if they pay they're going to value it more if they see it as like oh hey we've got it's free and there's all this free stuff for you then they're gonna be like oh you're trying to beg me to yeah. come in what's the catch what is that and if they're paying to get in there then they're invested in the show they're gonna be like oh we're coming out to have a date night I paid for this we're gonna buy some drinks we're gonna have a good time this is a great a professional comedy show even going from free to pay what you want for mm-hmm. Sandbox I think is uh, I, I, I think it's important that that show not be an expensive show um, or if we we're going to charge it'd be like hey maybe this is even a two dollar show because right. people can fail and that's like the whole thing yes. it's like we would do anything and everything but if you're putting on a showcase you're trying to have the best people involved and everything pay what you want tip jar kind of thing is is like the least you can it's do it's the least you can do uh, and I don't know if I've always done that but um, uh, you know just having and, and having this conversation even it's like if it's like well I don't you know it's not the end of the world to me that I get paid or whatever well so and so probably wants to get paid that yeah. person that came and did the thing like uh, so many of our friends uh, need money need money yeah <laughs> uh, like and, not that I don't need money but like I don't want to uh um, put myself in that group if if you know I'm not. It feels disrespectful for me to. Well, like. and you know you got you got comics coming in from out of town, mm-hmm. you know, to the Austin comedy scene, and they're going to report back about how they were treated, and yep. they're they most people would leave the scene going, hey, I had a lot of fun, got a lot of drink tickets, yeah, um, got paid thirteen dollars, yeah. which is more than it used to be, because I mean I've pushed so many hosts about getting paid so doing a lot tip of, jars. The drink ticket thing is is a band-aid it feels like mm-hmm. yeah. and some people ways. don't drink so it's like they just have to like 
push their tickets off. Yeah, yeah. or then you don't even want to drink, but you're like, I guess I'll drink because at least that's the only way I'm getting paid. I've started yeah. trying to sell them to audience members, or like I'll give it away to someone to try to cement a fan or whatever. But yeah. it's like, yeah. but I've just, I'll sell them, be like, hey, you're gonna buy a beer for six bucks. Can you just give me three dollars for this drink ticket? Like, and I would rather like if the homework. Yeah, and it's you like, got homework can again. I, yeah, and now I, I've like raffled them off from stage before, <laughs> but I'm like, just can you can you can you talk to the venue about hey look even if you could pay our comics three dollars each you know can, can we yeah. give them an option like would you rather have a drink ticket or three bu- i mean and they would say probably well, five. Like the cost of a beer you, anyways you pay them three dollars if you want to pay them three dollars i mean that's not much you can pay <laughs> and, and that's the thing that's like the, you have to think about totally not the point. if you're building up a comedy show that's worth having fairly soon it's worth you know the, the venue should be paying you and if you're yeah. not building it up if you've been doing a show for several months and attendance is always up and down and you're not it's like well then what are you doing wrong promotion wise or is this a wrong venue or are you not booking good comics because and then it can be a vicious cycle maybe you're not booking good comics because you're not paying them yeah you know and increasingly good comics want to get paid uh if you want to be hippy dippy about it like that whole uh, it like just creating a universe where this is a good show worth money that yeah. creates money for the people that are performing on it that creates money for the venue there's just positive value and everything's everyone's back's getting scratched like that sounds like a nice balanced sustainable thing yeah uh, if that you makes wanted a lot of free sense. content it's like you can stay at home go on and, YouTube yeah. yeah but if you're coming out to go see a show like how much did it cost for you to get here yeah. <laughs> and have right. a good time and then like multiply that and, right yeah uh, try singing easy like a sunday morning by yourself with your youtube yeah yeah <laughs> not gonna happen uh, uh before i go i wanted to in the style of sandbox <gasps> bring what a Whoa. snack for us to try sweet heat skittles sweet oh. heat oh no oh, so they're a little spicy we've had these on sandbox but i want to get y'all's take Oh, okay, wow. first of all, I'll preface this by saying I don't even really like Skittles that much. That's totally so fine. This is part of the whole thing is like, you know, like say say what you think. Are they different think. flavors, the different colors? They are different flavors. We've got, okay, uh, and I'll put them in the middle. We can have all the ones you want. Flamin' Orange, Sizzlin' Strawberry. Hmm. I think this is Sizzlin' spark, Strawberry. Blazin' Mango and Fiery Watermelon. That's actually really nice. Why are these? The dark, the dark red one. The dark red, that's good. Yeah, just like a hint of cayenne at the end that's mm. complimentary. I want to see if y'all's uh, takeaway is the same as our audience's was. Okay, this must be lemon something. I mean, it's like all the satisfying flavor of a Skittle, and then just like right at the end, there's a spicy cayenne. finish. Just a little bit. That's mm-hmm. all it is, bit. is there's cayenne in the middle of a Skittle. I think Skittles are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that. The audience felt, I think I agree, they could have a little a little more heat to them mm-hmm. to be a little less like a Skittle. It'd probably be less effective and popular for how many they want to sell. Especially, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're trying to get like kids to eat them because they yeah. have like no threshold no. for heat. Especially outside of Texas, I realize how my taste buds have changed yeah. since I moved yeah. here. No threshold for heat. So yeah, these are some juicy Skittles. Though. And I my think, God. I think because oh, of the um, heat... It's kind of like when you eat something that's really salty. It's like you have to keep going back mm-hmm. to it. Mm. So you just build up layers and layers. Of heat. Yeah, exactly. You can't you can't just have one sweet heat. You have mm-hmm. to <laughs> have like <laughs> Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, kind of nice. Yeah, not bad, huh? Mm-hmm. So if that if that bag were seventy five cents, would you buy it? Seventy five cents. I would buy it to try it once because I like to try things once. Okay. Okay. I'd but tr- would not buy again probably. But, but I don't glad really you tried like it. Skittles. Yes. Yes. I'd uh, I'd trick somebody with them. Just like, <laughs> put out a bowl. Yeah, just like, for like don't say anything. my younger siblings. Because it's not a trick that people are going to be pissed about because it's they not like painful. But they if you just might. put it in a bowl and put it out for. Yeah, yeah they're like, oh, Skittles. Skittles. And then they're like, whoa. Huh. Yeah, that's kind oh. of a fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You're adventurous, Brett. I like what that. did I say? Uh, the thing about, you know, testing them. But, and I think them. we kind of almost glazed over it. And before, before we go, I do oh, yes. want to just, advice that I've gotten from you just observing, I think that the whole thing about throwing candy out to the audience mm-hmm. is really, and it's it's because if you just threw sweet tarts out to the audience, I don't think that that would really build an audience. But when you say, I'm going to find snacks that are interesting that you've probably not tried mm-hmm. um, from other country. You know, I'll go to the like Indian grocery store and buy something yep. or whatever weird thing is out. If you do that and people know that, like that creates something fun. And it's not it's not that people are even inherently being like that was so amazing that I got to try spicy Skittles. It's like it creates a thing so that they can tell their friends the next day a story. Oh. We got to try these Japanese candies, yeah. and then their friends are like, "Oh, that sounds fun!" And then they come to that. Yeah. So you like have to the novelty think, of it. Yeah, the novelty, and you have to think about what is going to make a good story for their friends at work. Mm-hmm. What is going to make the, make it a thing so that people are like, "Ooh, let's go!" Yeah, whether if it's a themed show, Stone Drunk Sober type thing, or yeah, you give prizes that uh, it gets people the, talking. The Rascal Pack prize sits on your desk and someone, oh, what's that little weird wrestling bunny? And they go, mm-hmm. oh, I wanted out a thing. Is a Rascal Pack or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and there was this yeah. weird guy who was taking off yeah. all of his clothes and playing actually, the trumpet, you know. I actually picked it over. Uh, yeah, they forget all that, but they're, <laughs> they're like, I think there was popcorn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like planting those uh, little seeds in yeah. people's lives. And I there's like some snacks I've had on Sandbox that I haven't looked back from like uh, Pete's Big Time Crunch oh yes Pete's so this Big- is the all time success <laughs> yeah, story it's better than a Cheeto have you had Pete's Big Time Crunch I, I think I is it is that the H-E-B brand one yes, yes mm-hmm. I they, actually just bought those the other day they changed their label so it's got a more extreme axe yes, deodorant quite style good. You will. <laughs> quite good. but they're they're not way better than the Cheetos but they're noticeably markedly better than Cheetos also by like cheaper, 5% right? cheaper so, a little crunchier and a little more cheese that's the cheesier. thing a little cheese yeah I was worried that Katie was going to be upset for me at me for getting the H-E-B because she specifically wanted Cheetos and mm-hmm. I was like yeah but let's just give these a chance and success total okay great because that and i'll say this for anyone out there and i always preface this one out of ten bags you'll get one that's like oh, there's not as much stuff as i expect on this one that's any brand that's gonna happen it's not yeah. pete's fault but if you buy more than one if you try them at least once you'll probably be fine but Word. it's really good okay yeah. before we get out of here um let's just think if you have any general advice about hosting or promoting shows you haven't covered anything uh, yes. anything not to do let's start with that things um, that you've seen hosts do that drive you crazy amateur mistakes uh i be gracious to your out of towners and i think like the the whole out of town thing um is big because when i have a little file on my phone i don't update it as much as i should anymore um because I've become such a homebody, but uh, I'll if a comic comes in from Atlanta, I put their name next to Atlanta, Seattle, 
Chicago, whatever. And you'll be in those cities doing a festival or doing a thing. And uh, you'll at least want to go, what's the best Chinese place around here? Or yeah. or do you have a spot I can get up? All our, all our friends are uh, people that... This is not a this is not a mystery. People do this, and the way they do that is they have a show that they did with one of these out of towners while they were in Austin, or they had a show that they were running, and the person came through and did it. You're you're their home in that moment. You're their connection to Austin. You're their liaison. Like rep your city. Yeah. Be cool. Not as in don't be cool. Be nice. That's yeah. what I meant by be cool. Right. Uh, and be like a gracious host uh, because that's part of the whole. Uh, it's it's not necessarily. I think it's a positive thing, but it could you it could be viewed as um, clicky. The whole like oh you did my show I'll do yours or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like so often it's like oh I saw so and so on Guad and. Um, uh, walking down the street, I haven't thought of, I mean, Clarkson's not a good example. I hadn't thought of Clarkson in a bit. Like, God, we got to have him back or whatever. I just did a show with this. Oh, God, we got to have him back. Uh, um, and so I think a lot of this uh, stuff is is social and, and matters in terms of getting you the treatment that you want. It's like that classic golden rule thing. So it's like be a gracious, kind person. Know that they're out of their comfort zone and do everything you can to treat them the way you would want to be treated. Um, oh, uh, knowing names is a big thing. Yeah. And where they're from. Yeah. Because yeah. that's always a good thing to say. Um, it's easy with an out-of-town comic to have a good intro for mm-hmm. them. So do the homework to and just to ask them, hey, how would you like to be introduced? Where are you from? You know, um, any credits you want me to use? And I was going to say, like, uh, we didn't really talk much about ordering shows, which is an interesting thing. But don't put an out. If you have one out-of-town comic on your show, don't make them open. I've no. seen that happen. And I'm like, what yep. the fuck is wrong don't with you? Don't make them open unless it's some theme thing. You absolutely can't help it. But, right. like, don't make them go second or third. Uh, you want to usually open relatively strong. Yeah. Uh and this isn't to say like oh, I'm always second or third. I must suck. Like it's all textured f- between each show and yeah. each lineup. But um, yeah, you wanna you wanna put everybody that's uh, in the middle or the bottom in the middle of your show. Mm-hmm. And you wanna put your strongest people um, towards mm-hmm. the end. But I I would often get put up at the beginning of shows. Uh, and then made like the leap towards like well I'm always last or second to last now. But before it was like. I would be first very often because you're like, oh, you're high energy, energy yeah. and you're and you're capable. And they're like, well, that makes a lot of sense to put Rob up first. So it was nice to kind of make that leap. Uh, and not that I have a problem going first anymore or, or ever did really. Um, but yeah, so like as far as ordering uh, your show like that. But then there's another thing um, when we're talking about uh, bringing people up, knowing names. Ordering, oh, don't do f- this is simple. Do not do five minutes between each comic. Don't do yeah. five minutes. No one's. Have you ever seen somebody do that? It works well. Mm-hmm. Back in the days, back in Boston comedy clubs, like the host was the whole show and would do a lot of time between each comic and. It was like a whole different thing. And I, I didn't go through that time. I didn't start there or any of that. But I just know like um, that was like the way that was. That's not... And, and I'm not opposed to doing shows like that. But that's not the shows that's that we're making. That's not right. your intention. And 
and you I you must know you're doing it right you must know you're you're doing right. five minutes between each comment I think sometimes it's more that it, like just to be literal it's more of the two or three minute thing that I see more often that that yeah now it's it's a fine line because there are times where you need to reset the room Absolutely. which we should talk about or hold the briefly. mirror yeah hold the mirror address what's going on mm-hmm. um, and sometimes if someone just like really ate it you kind of have to address mm-hmm. it, which is a tricky thing because you don't want to like super make fun of that person and make them feel worse. Um, but you can try to do it in a fun way where it's like, um, well, I think we've all learned some things, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's feeling a little awkward. The better in here. you <laughs> know that comic yeah. and the better they are, the more you can make fun of them. <laughs> right. They, they are, they're fine. Right. Um, but resetting the room, oftentimes if you do need to kind of like change the energy, that can still be done with either just one witty thing to say about what just happened or what's about to happen. But like that's what it usually is best is like one little witty thing, not a bit, you know, or if you have a quick joke that is related to something that just happened, absolutely mm-hmm. tell that joke. But if it's a four minute bit related to what just happened, it's more than oh, a minute. On. You're in, you're in a weird, you're in a minute territory. Right. That's not good. I think a lot of times you go back to, um, Hey, Bill at the bar, something, something over there. What's the latest? Oh, yeah. And you try to or call back, oh, this person in the audience. Something like that where it's like, clearly you're not doing a joke to save the room. But then like, uh, like if you do have to do a joke to save the room, any connection you can find to what they were talking about without making fun of them or something right. happened or something. Um, well, actually, that's a really graceful way to help transition. If you just start talking about something that they talked about and you're just kind of like, oh, it was interesting that they brought that up because blah, 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 joke. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes it so that it's like you've addressed them but without making fun of them and it's and it's like we, hey well let's continue the conversation on and hey that was some really interesting yep. you know what I mean I think that it, ideally if you can figure out a way to do that is the best way yeah absolutely uh, and you're right it's not five minutes usually sometimes it is just because I don't want people to hear that and go oh I do like three minutes yeah. I'm good it's yeah. like yeah. Mm, you know yeah. it's uh I think I think that's a real early on mistake to make, but you do see it. Um, any other glaring mistakes? Uh, da, da, da. Oh, um, I think this is very easy to do. I'm sure I do it, and I know my friends do it. But having the same people on over and over and over again hmm. um, for no real reason. Should probably right. have a spreadsheet and try to yeah, mix it try up. Yeah, mix it up, or yeah, yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. I especially, it's always so fun embracing new comics, in my yeah. opinion. And uh, sometimes you do that too early, but sometimes you guess right, even if it was too early. Yeah. And uh, it lets them know what like a good audience a feels like yeah. too. Yeah. So like, hey, this can happen all the time. Yeah, or if you know their hearts in it, it's like, yeah, you ate it, but like you're just barely not ready for this or or now we know or whatever but I know you care about comedy and you didn't intend to eat shit and it's not that you're lazy or you don't care like that wouldn't bother me so much so I think like not having the same people over and over again uh, when you can help it diversity is a a big thing you guys hear about this (laughs) Uh, that's something that I'm always very aware of Um, but if it's like sandbox and I only had a certain type of person, I mean, I guess it might be a white guy's thing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna suddenly 
try to book somebody right. that's not in that type for yeah, the show. Yeah, that show's kind of like, different. That show's kind of different. You. When you're booking anything else, uh, if you care about your audience, yeah. which when you're booking a show, we should, we've heard too many times how nice it is and enjoyable it is for audiences to have somebody on a show, movie, sports team, anything that they can identify with. Right. I, some of these, I wasn't a big fan of the new Ghostbusters, but some of these like little girls looking at Kristen Wiig pictures were just like, well, I'll never have to wonder how I feel about these diversity issues. I think there's a lot of bullshit involved with it. I think there's a lot of people abusing uh, a, a good movement or cause. Yeah. I think there's plenty of things that muddy the waters, but if you're a producer and you care about your audience, like it's and it's not like there's not a lot of good comics that aren't straight white guys. Yeah, you can. It's easy to have some diversity. I will say it sometimes can be hard to really try to balance it out the way you'd like to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that it's important to make sure it's a good show. First and foremost, can we say, given given that there's always going to be some diversity, I mean, you're not yep. just going to be cis, straight, white guys. Like, I think... It's, it's just so possible in this It's city. so possible to do it. But, I mean, make sure you're not doing that. But short of that, like, you do need to make sure you're booking a good show. Like, please mm-hmm. don't book diversity for diversity's sake if it means that you're like well we'll just have like a bunch of new comics on like because yeah, i see absolutely. flyers sometimes for shows where i'm on it where i'm just like oh like this is brutal and it's not making those demographics look good and no. it's making the show look bad for the no one's wants to relate to that right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're embarrassing your people yeah, like yeah. that's not um uh yeah i mean it's a balance like everything but um I think the way you're talking about that's very thoughtful. The way a lot of people will talk about it is like, um, uh, just funny is the only thing that matters and funny, funny, funny. Well, we have more, we can put more filters on it than that. Uh, you know, um, uh, now if, if it's between having going over the edge of like, okay, it's going to be a good show or it's going to suffer 5%, but also be diverse. Well, then you better be making up that 5% for a certain sect of your audience right. that you value or so I like, and then once you're thinking about it that much, well, you're probably thinking about it a little too much at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe somebody not in my position would feel differently than that. <laughs> uh, so I, I think, uh, trying to listen and, um, and not think you've got that figured out is the most important thing you could do. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. But um, <laughs> Excellent. do we want to do endorsements real quick? Yeah. When's this come out-ish? Oh, oh, yeah. Plugs and endorsements, actually. But uh, let's start with just endorsements, if anybody has one real quick for a comic that um, you think people should oh, try yeah. check uh, out. I just watched a video by Joe Para, um, who is a comic that uh, has a very like Kaufman-esque style where it's almost that it's not like set up punchline set up punchline it's just kind of like makes you a little uncomfortable and uneasy and then you kind of laugh at that um, but he has this one video because I think he has an adult swim show now uh-huh. like he has a, a series now but it's a Joe Para helps you find a Christmas tree and it's 10 minutes long and he just like 
He's like, this is a Douglas fir. <laughs> but it's so funny. Check him out. Awesome. Yeah, I think I, on YouTube. You say? Yeah, you can find that video okay. on YouTube. We'll link to it on our Facebook page, Leading the Blind. Everyone. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Perfect. Um, I'll go next. Uh, so it's supposed to be a comic, and I keep kind of feeling at this. I'm only going to half fail this time. Uh, I started listening to Tom Segura and Christina P's podcast, Your Mom's House. Uh, your mom's I've heard house. dozens of them. It's disgusting and wonderful. It's so, well, yeah, and it's that's so which good. is my cup of tea. So um, I that really is such a match for you, Eric. Yes, and I, I listened to the Bill Burr one that was a couple weeks ago first, and so um, I think I'm still in the middle of it. Actually, jeans, and they say their their intro song on that episode is so funny. Like their and their yep. chemistry, it's so fun to listen to this married comedian couple. It's all genuine. Are they? They're married, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah, married. Yeah. They got a kid. Um, yeah, doesn't mean they're married, but yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's true. No, that's true. I just, I just. They love also it. have a kid and everything. And everything. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna check out Christina P's. I haven't really listened to her stand up, but I know people have recommended me her before. So I, next time I'll probably endorse Christina P officially. Okay. Uh, so if we're recommending, yeah, if we're going in that realm of like, you can check out a weird thing online. Uh, uh, there is this comic. Fuck. <laughs> this comic fuck uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to put it he did this video for I think Complex a few years ago uh, whereas uh, uh, an Italian man eating or seeing pizza for the first time or something <laughs> like that and he's an Italian guy and everything, but it's just so fucking funny to me and I um, messaged Ariel about it my wife this week uh, saying like who was this guy and now I can't remember again god damn it uh, go see J- uh, John Buseman wrote a fantastic weird one person sketch show yeah, that has a million funny. people in it and I open with hat which is my favorite thing I do these days uh, and so check that out I don't know if it'll it's out, it's com- coming this out this Thursday. Thursday it's coming out this Thursday yes yeah, so see you tonight, tonight. Yeah. and guys. yes you'll love John's thing um, you'll and get to meet uh, Frank Galliano. Frank DeGalio will be there. Frank Denadio is early on. Yeah. Eric's like, okay, that's enough of these wig characters. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> fine. I will be out of town. I'll sadly miss it. Brad, did you want to plug anything? Um, coming out next Thursday. Uh, I believe I'm doing the Frank showcase in town, but it's moved to Space 2420. Oh, yeah, so that's going to be at 8.30 on Friday. So if you want to uh, watch Friday that the 23rd. yeah yeah you can see that and then also follow me because I'll be doing an improv show later that night so if you just want to tag along it's going to be a wild ride awesome <laughs> baby is that six, at 616 or cold time 616 okay nice. um, I will be if you're listening to this on the 22nd I will be out of town um, so if any we, we have any listeners in San Francisco Portland or Orlando go to arielnorman.com to see where I'm going to be at. Uh, the 22nd is my last night in San Francisco and then I'm going to be in Portland for five days and then Orlando for like four or five days. So check that out, arielnorman.com. Anybody else want to plug a website or Are Twitter? you going out there doing comedy stuff for all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, of course. It's You're all comedy. awesome. She's a pro. You're fucking Yo. awesome. God, you warm my heart to hear that. <laughs> I, I work that. my ass off. You should have Getting all a wealth of confidence. Flyer miles. All right. Uh, I want to promote something that's a little further out, but you hear all this talk about sandbox is unpolished and experimental, and that's why it's great. Uh, sometimes we like to polish it off and do a special big show for doing South by um, and all the money. We're going to try to compete with South by and make all the money go to the theater to help build it up. Uh, Friday, March 16th, it's going to be a special best of 
crazy going pulling out all the stops only people that have done stuff know what they're doing kind of a thing nice. um uh that's gonna be i believe 9 30 on the 16th march 16th that's a friday check it out and then every tuesday 9 30 at 616 lawaka come see sandbox and i genuinely and i do mean this i fucking dare you to do the show yes. i message you. message me on facebook or any of the things shout it to the hills we got a falcon up there scouting the area for me with great hearing vision not so good surprisingly <laughs> enough for a falcon but I got this guy trained and uh, we'll get you signed up I dare you to do it that's awesome thanks Rob thank y'all for having me it was great love you love you Interstellar.